Hi. Uh, five minutes on the intervertebral disc. Let me start my timer. There we go. Five minutes is running. Uh, the vertebrae, the vertebral column, the spine. We are segmented animals. That is our basic body pattern and nowhere else is that clearer than when we look at the, the vertebrae, right? There are lots of vertebrae and small movements are allowed between vertebrae which add up through all of those joints to give us a wide range of movements so that we can flex and extend and rotate our back, right, using the big muscles of the core. Now, the, uh, the intervertebral discs are discs that we find in between the vertebrae. I know it's in the name, intervertebral disc, right? Um, but they have a really strong attachment to either vertebral body um, on either side of them. Their job then is to take part in stabilizing the vertebral column, holding that long series of bones together. So there are strong joints, strong links between the vertebrae and the intervertebral discs, and yet also allow the vertebrae to move a little. So the intervertebral disc needs to be able to compress on one side and twist around a little bit to, add, to let us move the, the vertebral column in the way that we move it. So it's compressible. And as it's compressible, it's also thought of as a shock absorber. And because it's compressible and because of gravity and because we're upright all day, this is why you get a little bit shorter through the day. And then when you lie down and sleep at night, you get a bit taller again. Because the intervertebral discs make up 25% of the total length of the spine or the vertebral column. So they're, they're not thin little insignificant structures. These are big chunks of, of disc. They are in fact fibrocartilaginous joints and they're in the midline. So these are symphyses. We find symphysis joints in the midline. And they have two main parts. They have an annulus fibrosus and a nucleus pulposus. Now, the annulus fibrosus, annulus is a ring, fibrosus means fibrous. It's a fibrous ring. So the outside of the intervertebral disc, the circular outside is this fibrous ring, the annulus fibrosus, and it is a ring of type 1 collagen. And type 1 collagen is great at coping with tensile forces, you know, being stretched. So we've got rings of type 1 collagen running round and round and round and round the intervertebral disc and they're running at different angles and we have layers upon layers of these of these fibrocartilaginous um, laminae uh, made up of type 1 collagen and other components of the extracellular matrix. And the annulus fibrosis, that ring inside it is the nucleus pulposus, the fleshy middle. Now, the nucleus pulposus is made of type 2 collagen, which is great at holding on to proteoglycans, which is great at holding on to water. So the nucleus pulposus in the middle has a very high water content. It's a gel structure, which means that you can squidge it and it will change shape. So if you lean to the left... You squidge your intervertebral discs on the left side, so they get a little bit flatter, and that nucleus pulposus gets squished to the right side of your intervertebral discs. And if you lean to the right side, the opposite happens, right? So we can we can move our vertebral column. So the nucleus pulposus can change shape when compressed by gravity and by moving vertebrae. And it's kept in place in the centre of the intervertebral disc 
by the annulus fibrosus. So these two work together. Now the other component would be the vertebral end plate. There's a link between the bony vertebra and the fibrocartilaginous intervertebral disc. This is the vertebral end plate and in here we find blood vessels and O2 and nutrients diffuse out of here into the intervertebral discs because they don't have any blood vessels of their own. Now, sometimes this all goes wrong and this is a slipped disc or a disc herniation. Now what happens here is that the annulus fibrosus fails and the nucleus pulposus gets squeezed out usually because everything gets squeezed too much, but also because ageing has an effect on that molecular structure of the disc that we talked about, like fewer proteoglycans in the middle, less water, everything gets stiffer and weaker. By the way, of course, physical activity seems to have very positive effects on intervertebral disc health, so keep keep with the physical activity, it's good for your back. Um, my time is about to go off, um, but... There's no wasted space around here in the back. There's my timer. Um, I've only got a little bit more to say. Of course, we're thinking about the vertebral column. The spine, the spinal cord is here. The spinal nerves are coming out of the spinal cord. There's no wasted space. And the intervertebral discs are actually reinforced in the midline anteriorly and posteriorly by longitudinal ligaments running the whole length of the vertebral column, which means when they fail, they tend to fail posterolaterally and low down in the back because that's where most of the loading is, right? Because you've got more weight above those bits. Um, so the disc is most likely to fail posterolaterally, which is also where the spinal nerve is trying to get out. So the spinal nerve is likely to be compressed, which then leads to various pain and sensation changes. Um, you're probably aware of what happens when you compress a nerve. If you've banged your funny bone, that's not a very pleasant sensation. It's the same principle that's happening here. But there you go. Five minutes on intervertebral discs and uh, herniation. Okay. Okay.